Welcome back to another episode of Yeah, But Are You Listening? Um, Today, we're going to continue our domestic violence series, Not Easily Broken, Stories of Strength and Survival. Uh, This is episode three, but part two of the series. And I invite my very good friend, Lakeisha Knox, um, to talk to me about her experience. This episode was special to me because... Keisha and I were experiencing some of the same things around some of the same times. Um, And it's unique because we were teenagers. So, you know, everybody has their own story. I didn't even know Keisha at the time. Um, We did not meet until a little later on in life. But, um, you know, I'm hoping that this will, you know, open some of your eyes to maybe some of the things that your children may be experiencing or even just maybe exposed to. So, you know, use this as an opportunity to start a conversation, to have a conversation, to continue a conversation. Um, if nothing else, just let this open your eyes to some things that might be going on uh, that you might not know about. Um you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be an adult to be a, um, to be a victim or to be an abuser. Like you don't have to be an adult to be a victim or an abuser of domestic violence. Those things are learned. Those things are seen. Those things are, are, um, it's learned behavior. So, um, take a few minutes if you have time today, um, listen in, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. It's been great already so far. Um, hope you learned something. Hope it changes some lives. So, good morning. <laughs> I have my good friend, Lakeisha. I don't think I ever call you Lakeisha. I think it's always just Keisha. I only get called that when I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not in trouble today. Yeah, I don't want um, to be. So, I used to, like, read a bio, right? And I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. So, you, before we get started, before we dive into your story, you tell me what you would want people to know. Not about your story, just like, who is who is Lakeisha? Well, I'm a mother. <laughs> I've been how we say that first. <laughs> I'm a mother. Uh-huh. I'm a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a big sister to all my siblings. And yes, I mean all, because there's quite a few of us. I'm my mother's only child, though, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So when I say I'm an only child, but I'm the, I'm the big sister, mm-hmm. my kids, when I saw them in the classroom, they're like, what? Well, how is that? <laughs> Both of my daddies like to have babies. Well, you know, I get it. I get it. And then, you know, now that I've grown up, I'm a teacher, of course. So. Mm-hmm. What grade? What grade do you teach? I teach fifth grade now because I made a mistake of letting them know I was extremely good in math. You are. So I um so now I teach fifth grade. I taught fourth grade for a few years, but now I teach fifth grade. You like it? 
I love it. And it's crazy because when I was growing up, um, I used to tutor when, when I was in college, you know, because I was always about a hustle. So yeah. I was a single parent, so I did whatever I had to do. So one of the things I had to do was tutor. So when I was at Central, I would always, even when I was at State, I would always tutor. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma would say, I don't know why you don't, you're not a teacher. Mm-hmm. I, said, I don't rock with kids like that. Right. But a little boy um, when I wasn't working when I had got hurt and I couldn't work because I had to have surgeries back to back and back. Right. I instituted this guy, little boy named Zion and he was like Miss Miss Keisha one day you gonna be in the classroom because the kids need you there and I was like Zion no I'm not gonna ever be in yeah. the classroom. I am not gonna do that you don't know me. Not ever <laughs> but when, when Nanny my girl, you know, when Annie died, I was just in a bad mental space. Like I really was. And I could not be in the house. I, I couldn't do it because right. mental, it was not good for me. Right. And I enrolled in school because I was like, I'm gonna get my master's, like everything that could keep me busy. And right. most, she was like, the after school program I work for needs something. And I was like, well, what hours? And it was just, you know, a few hours a day in the afternoon. Yeah. And started doing that and Kayla's principal became principal at my school and he was like can I sub for two weeks and I was like yeah and that was four years ago and I have <laughs> right I have my teaching license in December yeah <laughs> see they get you in and then and yeah then they suck you in but I like them. I've never loved doing something other than being somebody's mama yeah it's so like I I love it like I love the difference that I make um, and you know, because kids just know when it matters, and I guess like them feel like it matters, and like I, I wish I had to realize this is something that I wanted to do earlier. Because I mean, so you know, one thing about that is I don't necessarily think that that that's how that works. Like I think if you had done it earlier, you might not love it. You know what I mean? Like, you, because you you would have been different than who you are today. Kids show is different. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, so, and so I'm a I am I am really learning, um, kind of trial by fire, that like we end up exactly where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. And yeah. you know, so the fact that you're teaching now means you're supposed to be teaching now. <laughs> Supposed to be teaching that. Yeah, now that I, I know what I want to be when I grow when up. When you grow up, right, right, right. I know I'm still learning. I was talking to God about that in the shower this morning, actually. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's an yeah. ongoing process. Jesus, what you trying to do here, what sir? You trying, look, what you doing? Because yeah, you got to talk to him. <laughs> give me a clue. Just he plays too much. He definitely play too much. Listen, he got his own agenda. I was telling somebody um, yesterday, I was like, well, my plan is, and I just bust out laughing. They're like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, because... God has been laughing at my plans. <laughs> God has been laughing at my plans for months now. I was like, because I, if you had told me I would be working at work and living out and preparing to move, I'd have been like, all right, whatever. I ain't leaving my mama. My mama. <laughs> I ain't leaving my mama. Okay. That's exactly that first thing. I ain't leaving my mama. The um, first thing when you said you was leaving, I said, yeah. I'm my mama, not Listen. your kids, Listen. not your kids, your Listen. mama. And it is a daily struggle. And it's funny because I was I was in here last night and I was like hanging pictures and stuff. And um, I was like, it's finally starting to not feel like I'm visiting. Like, because 
there. So Lana's room is done. I finally got my bed, finally came. And so I got a bed to sleep on and not an air mattress and like the office is set up. And so different places in, in the house are, are done. Um, and I'm starting to not feel like I'm visiting, but I still am like, I'm gonna go home to my mama. Like, this is nice and all. So anyway, so I, you know, I, I am learning that God just, he'd be like, I see your plan. Girl, ain't nobody let you plan. I see your plan and I raise it. So um, I invited you on today to talk a little bit about, you know, doing a, a series on domestic violence. I have had probably four or five conversations at this point. Um, I have been um, enlightened. I mean, I, you know, I've had my own domestic violence journeys, plural, <laughs> more than one. Um, and, you know, I'm always amazed at, like, we decide what, or I don't, I don't know about we, but, like, society decides what domestic violence looks like, right? Yeah, so it's definitely. like, it's like, if he ain't punching you in the face, then, then it's it not. really ain't that bad, you know what I'm saying? Or if, um, if, um, if he just talking bad to you, right? Or if he only punch you in the face once. Just the one time. Like, just that one time. You know, it's it was just because... I can remember my grandmother when I went, when I finally um, told my grandmother I was getting divorced. I didn't want to tell her. But I'm a not, child, not your grandma. Not okay. your grandma. She was like, well, does he hit you? And I'm like, well, I mean, well, no. And it was like, that was the only, that would have been the only reason that it would have been okay. She was like, well, if he don't put his hands on you, like, where are you going? I'm like, well, you you do know, Grandma. There's some other things that ain't acceptable. They can do, did it? <laughs> you know, she, I don't know that because you they don't know that because you know, Grandma got a, house, a whole family on the other side of town, and you just don't bring them over here, and I don't Thanks. bring them over here. But as long as he don't have you out here with a black eye in these streets, you are right. Then you straight, yeah. Yes, so you know, the conversations have been eye-opening. I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm gonna. I'm one of the. Um, I put out a call on Facebook and one of a, a DA that actually works in Durham with special victims um, was like, she was going to do an episode. So we actually are going to, are going to record when I get back in Durham. Um, and she is going to talk about it from like a, a court perspective. And so I'm really excited about that because I feel like, and the stories that have been shared thus far, I feel like are going to help people because there are so many people that, that shape what they think it has to look like in order for you to be a victim. They don't have to look like that. Like nobody gets to talk down to you. Nobody gets to no. call you names. Nobody gets to give you the silent treatment. Nobody right. gets to like embarrass you and in you know in, in front of people or just in front of nobody, right? Like so, I um, one of the <clears throat> one of the conversations I had, she was saying that um, it never really turned physical. Like he never put his hands on her, and she was having a hard time. Like when it was over feeling like she didn't have the same experience as like other other women who you know had black eyes and I was like listen if we all stripped our skin off right everybody got the same bruises so just because your eye not black doesn't mean because men and that's the thing like people don't understand about mental abuse you know mm -hmm. because I myself did he hit me absolutely but right. The mental abuse was crazy. Like I can remember, 
you know, when I, and none of this ever happened until I, after I had Kayla. So it's like, I had a baby and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Who is it? Who, who are you? So let's, let's talk about that. So let's talk about that because we're going to, we're going to dive into your story because, so there are, um, one of the conversations I was having yesterday was like, people, people seem to relate better. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's acceptable at all. But people seem to relate better if you're already in the relationship and they change, right? So one of the conversations I had yesterday, the dude she was with, like, was possessive right off the bat. And I, and people, it's harder for people to understand that because you're like, well, you ain't even love him. Why you ain't leave, right? But, like, once you got baby or once you, like, in love, it's a little bit different. So tell me a little bit about um, your, like, about your story, your experience, um, when it started, um like what was the first thing you remember that was like a sign and it might not have even been when he put his hands on you but like what was the first sign that you was like this dude is crazy like this is not okay right so we I've known Kayla's father since I was a little girl right camp together everything like we all we all grew up together. So right. like, he was a really nice guy. And, you know, when we started dating, I was my maybe 16, mm-hmm. almost 17. Mm-hmm. And he was really good to me. But we were both really young. And, you know, he liked girls. And I think... <laughs> more than just you. More than, more than, more just, than me. just you, yeah. And so, you know, I guess at a point I was like, okay, well, if that's how we doing it, sir. That's how we doing it. So I used to go with this guy in high school and, you know, look at, he tried, I mean, my cousin, my friend, like, it would just be like ridiculous girl. I don't, so at that point I should have been like, you know what? That he was trying to date them. He was, well. I mean, it wasn't even trying to date him. That's why I'm like, uh, he was trying to get was just really like, flirtatious. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. he was just really like flirtatious, and you know, you know, he light skin, so you know, he he had the light skin man going on, and so like, and so I used to date this guy in high school, and we all went to bike rally one year, like me, my friends, and him and his friends, and we were all there. And I, <laughs> the crazy thing is, and and this is the, I think this is the most crazy thing about this whole story. So all everybody was, you know together and you know so it was me and the guy and you know my friends and whoever they were with and I think this is probably the first time I'm ever going to tell this we didn't even do nothing we couldn't even do nothing like I think everybody was so drunk and high me we never did anything but because we were all there I think it was just and he ain't say we didn't do nothing and I ain't say we ain't do nothing because I think we was probably both embarrassed that we could but I mean, so I guess it was just understood that we did. I mean, we took a shower, but that was about it. And <laughs> I'm 40-something years old, and I probably went through all that stuff. But he wouldn't have believed me if I if I told right. him. Right. Um, we came back, and we all he was picking me up from my friend's house. Mm-hmm. One of my friends told him. Mm-hmm. That you were down there with the dude, with the guy. With the, with the dude, right. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then like he was real like jealous so right. he beat the dude up and um at, at his house like we went he made me go over the boy's house he beat the dude up and you know but ever since then like he because he was always really jealous right 
but like he beat the guy up like nobody couldn't say anything to me like right Right. who talked to you at school today like he had to take me to school and pick me up like he everywhere I, he had to take me to work and pick me up ever since then right but he wasn't abusive he just was like very like right and when you're young and I'm young I thought like, it was cute yeah, I thought it was cute. cute and you're like girl he loved me yeah, he so, loved me. He, he didn't take love me to work. Me. He picked me up. He want to know where I'm at. He where just, I'm at know. and who talked I mean, to me. I'm cute. Okay. I'm right. cute. And I was cute, cute then. You know, okay. I was cute, cute. I was I mean, z- okay. I was bad. So I didn't even take that as okay, Keisha, you might want to this this is probably not good that somebody wants to take you to pick you up, pop up at your job, and right. you know. Anytime because that's when it really way. started. Right. Okay. Okay. And you know, like I said, so it started with that. And I'm like, again, at this point, I'm like, dog, I could have saved myself a whole bunch of giving him the explanation that we was really high and drunk. And ain't really nothing go down that particular. Oh. And <laughs> so, that's important. That's an important so the boy that got dropped on his head for no reason. But Look, I'm sorry if you ever, if you listen to this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's My okay. bad. So y'all stay together, and he is stay together. at this point. He is just like possessive and, and like possessive and kind control. of like, right control. Yeah, just everywhere I go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So everywhere I go, if I go out, I have to go with him and his friends. You know, everything. It was right. just kind of stuff. Like right. he okay. put his hand on me. Like he was good to me. He bought me anything. Mm-hmm. I, he was good to me. Like I, so I guess I never saw anything else because he was just so good to good. me. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he never put his hands on me at all until I was pregnant with Kayla. Okay. And how old are you at this point? So I got pregnant with Kayla when I was eighteen. Okay. Okay. Um. So I got pregnant with Kayla and he again with the girls and he was supposed to be picking me, bringing me, I don't know if he was bringing me something to eat or picking me up from my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. My lived like, like down a dirt road. And so he would come get me and I was waiting and he had, he was, had taken some girl something to eat that, that went to school with me. And like, I went off and like, he was just holding me down, but like, it was not a, Calm down, Keisha. It was like if you won't pregnant, I'll punch you in your face. <laughs> right. And then I don't know why I should have known. Like I really feel like I should have known because now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, I would never. But you know, well, like, first of all, hindsight is twenty twenty. And then secondly, like I, you know, I think back to my younger because I went through similar things with Michael's dad. And like, I feel like when you're that 17, 16, 17, 18, it's easy to get caught up in those relationships because the intensity, we translate the intensity to love and like, you know, they, they care about me. Right. You it's not like, it's not like now where like, who are you talking to? Right. Like, I'm sorry, you're going to do what? So, you know, I think, especially when the guy's older and, and Margo wasn't older, we were the same age, but I just, you know, I just, I needed something that he provided and I translated that into like, 
he loved me. I translated that intensity into love. That's what it meant for me at 17, 16, 17. So. But then it goes all bad. (laughs) Then it it goes all bad and it's too late. Right. Okay. Okay. So y'all are, let's see. So y'all are, so you're pregnant. Right. So then I have Kayla. Okay. I have Kayla and it goes to hell. Okay. So I have Kayla, uh-huh. you know, I, you just have a baby. So all of a sudden it was, I'm too big. And I'm like, well, I just had a baby. So I had to lose my baby weight, like immediately. So what did you do? Let, tell me the secret. I mean, it don't work. <laughs> so he wouldn't let me eat certain things. Like I couldn't eat certain things. I couldn't have soda. I could only have a certain amount of something to eat. And like he really tracked it, like tracked it, tracked it. Like it was. So did you guys was, live together at this point? Yeah. So okay. when I got pregnant, you know, I live with my grandma. So you know, my grandma was like, "Well, you know, you got a baby, so do what you do." <laughs> right. You ain't doing that here, and she, you know, and it wasn't purposeful. Like she didn't, you know, older people. She, my grandma. It's no question that my grandma loved me. But older people, like you had a baby, you gonna you gonna live in that, like, right? Right, you gonna own that. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I was doing. So I was staying with him, his at his house. So with his parents, mm-hmm. and his brother's wife and um, his sister. So we all lived at that house, and um, so he could he monitored what I ate. So I couldn't eat beef, I couldn't eat pork because it was too fat, and and um, you know. It was just crazy that he, because I'm like, I just had a baby, but it didn't matter. So like, I remember being at work one time and I was starving and my, my coworker was like, Keisha, like you just had a baby. Cause I went from, so before I had Kayla, I wore maybe a zero after I had her, like she probably wasn't two months old right. and I, to like a 14 16 and kids like I was tiny but I had stomach and I just you know yeah you had a baby I had just had a baby so yeah he would he came in my work and Bonda was like you gotta eat well and let me hold on let me pause for the people that don't know you you are also like four feet tall so let's also put that in perspective I don't want people to think that that you are like real human size you are like kid size I'm I'm like kid size (laughs) so when I say I work kids like it's okay right I I mean it's still way too small but I just don't want people to think you was you know for 30 cents a day you could feed a kid I just I mean you know I just (laughs) you are also small in stature so Okay, so okay, so you're at work and the lady is like, and my coworker is like, my coworker is like, Keisha, like you look sick, and I'm like, I'm just really hungry. So she went to McDonald's and got me a quarter pounder meal with a Coke. She was like, you at work, and I'm like, nah, because like he would literally come to my job anytime and just sit in there to see who who talked to me. I mean, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Girl, I was in the back eating and I heard his voice say I know you ain't got no fucking cheeseburger you already fat and I wanted to throw up because I was like oh my god he's going to kill me like (laughs) he's literally going to kill me because he it was that bad like he literally would like smack food out of my hand if it was something like that so he took it in the garbage then I'm at mind you I'm at work this I'm working at Fashion Avenue 
That was the spot back in the day. Yeah, as you know, I was popping back in the day. Honey, you enjoy it. You was at Fashion Avenue and she was at, what was that store in the mall? I just remember, uh-uh, it was in, I don't know. I just remember I used to go in and get Parasuco jeans. They used to have the DJ on the top. Oh gosh, Urban, Urban Hype. Urban Hype. You was at Fashion Avenue and Joy was at Urban Hype, honey. Anyway, sorry, I went down memory lane. I had some, some yeah, powder blue do Parasuco's. Yeah, I, was, I, I found I was, my Parasuco jeans. Uh, when I was moving, I was like, why do I still have these? <laughs> Great, put them on there. You can bring them back. You can still wear them, though, while you're playing. If I don't lost it from town. But yeah, so, at that point, had it gotten <laughs> physical yet? It had, but, like, just grabbing me and stuff okay. like that. Okay. It never hit me. But that particular time, like, he took me outside, and he, like, shoved my head, and I hit the door. And the and the, the reason why I mentioned this is because I used to date this other guy like after I started dating Luke. And that's how he knew me. Like he knew me from that. He was like, I saw him treat you like that. And I was like, she is so pretty. Like, why is he doing that to her? He said, I wanted to say something to him. He was like, but I ain't want my business. Right. Um, but yeah, so it got had gotten like that. And I mean, it would just be to the point where. And after that, like it went downhill quick. Like it went from grabbing me, pushing me to, I could, he would tell me to go do some stuff. Cause I would have to do everything, like pick up his clothes. I would have to, you know, everything for him because you know, he worked and you know, he was out in these streets doing whatever he did. So he was, I remember one time he sent me to the mall to pick up something. And so I made him five minutes late for work. And when he got the, he got in the car, he elbowed me in my nose, broke my nose. I couldn't go to that. I couldn't, I had to ride because we only had one car. I had to ride with him to work. Clearly my nose is broke. I had to drop him off at work. Man, we were living in Hillsborough. So I had to drive back to Hillsborough and I had to pull over and his cousin, Brian, um, he used to work with him at um, Home Depot, and he saw me, and he followed me, and he saw me pull over, and he was like, you should, your nose is bleeding, his, he's dead now, but his nose, he's like, your nose is bleeding, he's like, you, you need to go to the doctor, I was like, nah, I can't, he was like, you sure, and I was like, I can't, because I couldn't go, because, I mean, he had me, and I say that because I, one time, he jumped on me downtown, the police came, they, they, they took him and he called me in 30 minutes and was like, you know, I'm out, right? Because his mom like knew so many people that no matter what, like he just didn't get in trouble. So, so I felt stuck, like, because anytime I tried to leave, like he would, he, he, he would just do like crazy stuff and nothing would happen. So where, so where was Suzanne? Because I feel like. So. And, so, I, and so this is no nonsense. Well, because me you know, open. but you know my mama now. Yes. You know Suzanne now. Yes. So I lived with my grandparents all my life because my mom had her own. Stuff going on. So, you know, she always, um, she dated this one guy from when I was a little girl. They broke up. Mm -hmm. She met 
that they got married and when they got married that's that was it like she didn't nothing else mattered so you know she was today she'll say um I never knew that was what was going on but I can remember saying mom can me and Kayla come stay with you and she said um we ain't got no room for you this is me and my husband because they were living in like a right uh, office and 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 what I was gonna say is I wanted to preface me asking where she was not as like a judgmental because what I also you know my mama now like well, you know I do mama. but I also know my own mama right and so yeah. when I was going through when I when I was going through you know she didn't come get me and it, and it was that number one I'm not sure she really knew what was going on but also, like, I was being grown. I was grown in these streets, 16, 17, thought I was doing it. I'm, you know, I don't need this. I don't need you. And I can remember one time I had gotten into a car wreck and I had gotten into a big argument with my, so I got into a car wreck and while my car was being fixed, I had gotten into this huge argument with my mama and I was going to be, you know, forget it. I'm grown. I don't need to be here. And Mario's mom let me move in with them. And my mama was like, cool. That's all right. That's what you You want to be grown? Go on over there. I'm like, but I need my car to get back and forth to work. And she was like, oh, no, 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 not this car. You don't need this car to get back and forth to work because you, you over there. And, you know, I like went through, and I didn't stay over there long, maybe a month. It feels like it was forever, but I don't know that it was really that long. But like, you know, I, I asked, so I asked where your mom was because I wanted to know like what her input was at the time, but not not because I, I was putting the responsibility of her saving you on it. Because what I also understand is like when you're going through, like not that people don't care and not that people don't want to save you, but like you got to be willing to save you to some degree, you have to be willing to save yourself. And I know for me, you know, I'm not even sure my mom knew what was going on, but even if she had, I don't know that her trying to snatch me up out of that situation wouldn't have matter. Well, see, with my see, my parents are different. Like, right. Um, she had her own life. Right. Well, and that's why I say it is no judgment. Like, you live and learn and you grow. Yeah, because me and my mom, my me and my mom have a super good relationship now. Right. But you know, growing up, she just wasn't. She was financially a mom, but she just wasn't a mom. Like, she right. wasn't, I'm going to be at your stuff at school. Right. Mom, uh, she I'm wasn't a, what we used to. Yeah, she just wasn't. And, you know, I, you know, I had forgiven her. But, you know, at the time, like, it's no way that nobody, like, everybody knew that Luke was doing that. So, like, so I know why she do you knew. think you didn't leave? Like, why do you think you stayed? So, so partly it was because... Well, I couldn't go stay with my mama right. because she had her own thing and, and I won't eat. Right. Um, my dad really don't rock on me like that, which I, you know, now that I've gone to a therapist, apparently I stayed in that um, situation because I was dating my daddy. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. And like, I'm not paying you to tell me those hey, things. you going to tell me <laughs> that I was dating Ronnie? Right. Ronnie. I'm not paying you to tell me those things, ma'am. I mean, I want you to help me heal and all, but if you could leave that part out, <laughs> I got it. I know. And I just, I just legit didn't want to go back to my grandma's. Like I did, I couldn't 
do it because mentally, like she made me feel like he did. Like I was, I was just like my stupid mama. Like, and I just couldn't do that. Like I, and I was like, at least here, like he might be going inside my head, but when he finished, like I can get and do whatever I want to. Like, I guess that's where I was at. I didn't really, I couldn't afford to leave because like he monitored everything. Like he might've gave me everything, but he was watching the money. Like, so when I, you know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even see my friends, like my family. So like, I, I remember I took Kayla to Mika's house. She know I'm telling this story, so she cool. I took her to I took her to Mika's house because I was just really tired, like because I was in college at state, and he would come to the bowl and stand and make sure I was in the in the lunch area where he, I said I was. Like it was that serious. Mm-hmm. I just I took him. I took her to Mika's, and Mika kept her, and because I just wanted to go somewhere like by my, you know, and not with him and his friends because I literally could not go out to the club. I couldn't go get nothing to eat. I couldn't go anywhere unless it was with them. He went and picked Kayla up. I mean, it was like 12 o'clock in the morning and made me come home. So at what point did you decide you had had enough? So I, you know, it was years and years of, you know, abuse or, you know, mental, physical, you know, his mom telling me, I mean, you know, he get mad. So, I mean, why you even say anything? And, you know, and his, his whole house was just abusive, like his brother, his wife, his mom, his dad, like, it was like, I was in a circumstance that everybody was that way. So I'm like, I don't even know, you know, maybe this is supposed to be. Right, right. I can remember being at, um, cause even when he moved to Greensboro, so I was still back and forth with the same stupid stuff. Um, and this, he, I was at his house in Greensboro and this girl called and he, he would hit me, but he would never hit me in front of Kayla. Like he would take me in the room. He would, like, I mean, so I guess that's the kind of respect he had. For her. <laughs> right. Her, not me. Not right. me. Right. But for her. Right. And um I I answered the phone and it was a girl, of course, because it was always a girl. Like it was always a girl. It was always now I like I said, I have I had my own discrepancies too. You know, I did this one guy when I was in college. Cause I was just, you know, you get tired of people's stuff sometimes and you'd be like, that's I hear these streets that I could do because I can't do this. This is dumb and I'm sick of this. So right. you, other than that, you know, that was that was it. Yeah. Saying one time was, you know, because you know, if you're doing it, you're doing it. So I mean I did. But I, did it. I mean, you know, we gotta we play a role. I had to own it because I did and we I know but that's what I was doing it for. I mean, at the time right. I'm sick of women and shoot, let me do it. Shoot. I'm cute. But I'm cute too. I was cute, cute. But you know, like I said, the girl called. I answered the phone, and you know, she was telling me. And the crazy thing is, we had went to bike rally, mm-hmm. and um, I was down the bike rally. I got ready to get on the bike. He snatched me off the bike, threw me in the car, and then I was in the car for hours, like hours. We had just got back. Some girl, I guess he 
and met down there. She called the phone. I asked the phone. I said, hello. And, you know, she goes in to tell me about her and Luca, or whatever. And, you know, apparently he had took her out and mm-hmm. got done with this, you know. And I said, well, did you sleep with him? She said, no. I said, well, maybe you should have because I don't, sometimes I don't feel like it because I was tired. You know, I, I, I was I was tired. I mean, that's I mean, that's the best way to put it. I was like, maybe you should have. I said, cause now you ain't gonna be able to get your nails done because you didn't call me. So he ain't gonna deal with you no more. Right. Now you done messed it up for both now of us. Now you didn't mess up your $20. For both of us. <laughs> like, what in the world? And she, you know, and I hung up the phone and we start arguing because he was mad at me because I listened to the girl on the phone because it was me. Now it won't you that was messing with the girl. And he smacked me pissed. You hear me? When I say pissed, like I saw moon stars. It came out. Funny, and I, I mean, it is now. But I imagine the cartoon when the stars be like. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. <laughs> and I had her on my hip. He smacked me. Like, smacked me. I had to still had the phone. Because, you know, I'm like, here go one of your, you know, that's when I used to cuss. So, you know. Here go like, one of your hoes right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't think she was a hoe. I think she, she was. She was some else. Yeah, she was probably you know, like, Keep it classy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, ever since Kason said the B word, I ain't, I ain't cussing no more. I cut it off. He called Zaria B. And he ain't oh. get it. From, he got it from her. But he used it in the same. He, you know, he used the writing. So I ain't cussed since. And Listen. It's, it's the other day, Isaiah was saying something and he said something, something. I don't remember what he was saying. And he was like, motherfucker. And I said, I'm sorry. What did you what? say? Yeah. He look at me. I said, this is how I know I'm somebody's grandma. Because Michael would have been getting up. He might have still been laid out. Yeah, he, was he, was talking, still he was talking to me, but he wasn't cursing at me. I just can't remember what he said. And I said, I pulled him real close. I said, come here. We don't use that language. And so, and I really don't know where he got it from because we don't curse. You know, we don't curse. It's just us. We don't curse at the house. Now, when I'm angry, it get real ugly, but Right, but still, I ain't been angry. Use, but so, certain words, you'd be like, I don't even say that. Like, I really? Don't, I don't even know where you got that from. My right. mama would be like, yes, you do. She listening. She's going to be like, I know where he got it from. Anyway, so you're holding Kayla. <laughs> he smacks you. Smacked me. Yeah, he smacked me. And so I, you know, I, I'll drop her or whatever. But she's three. Right. Okay. And she, you know, she was looking and she was crying and she said, Mommy, she said, it's okay, Daddy, sorry. And I said, uh-uh. I said, that's it. I said, I said, that's it for me. And I told him, I said, and you put your hands on me again, you would never put your hands on anybody else. And uh, and he went to hit me and it was a lamp and I hit him with the lamp and it like cut him. He probably still had to cut up on this eye, probably today. And he never touched me again. Like never ever. Cause I guess he knew that I was because the crazy thing is, like I would fight a boy like in school. Like I, I beat JJ up with my math book. And see, <laughs> I, I like today like my mama or anybody that knows me and I think that's why it's crazy that I even went through it because anybody that knows me knows my temper and my temperament and so like I don't even really think I was ever scared of him I just really think I was so tired mentally and he had broke me down to a place that I just didn't even like I didn't care like I do think there is a fear that gets instilled 
that is associated with that, like with but their, at- with that relationship. Like, yeah, you'll fight a boy in school, but you don't love the boy in school. You know, nah, but they love the boy. And you're not dependent on him. And they not, like, no. there are all these other things, you know, that, and the boy in school ain't, you know, don't remind you of your dad. Well, like, there are all these other factors. And, but, and that, that's the thing. And because, the, and the crazy thing is, like, he could beat me, like, beat me up and then be like, okay, um, I bought you this chain. Okay, you, you want to get another car? Like, it would be like that. And I'd be like, okay, he's sorry. Like a dummy. And I'm like, girl, what's wrong? What's your doing? But you're right. Like, I love, I, you, if I don't never love nobody else, I did. I I, I was crazy over that boy. Yes. I literally, and I mean, and the I crazy thing is, but I think I stayed so, like, I was high all the time. Like, I smoked every single day. I drank every single day. And the, and the crazy thing is, like, I don't touch anything now. But the crazy thing is, like, I, I always thought it was was something I did or something that I did and may have triggered it. But then as I look, like I said, I done laid on the white lady couch and she's like, you let him do this because this is how, because this is how my, like the way he talks to me is the way my daddy talked to me. Like my daddy, F you. You know, and and not to excuse, not to excuse his behavior, but his behavior is learned too. Like, I feel like the challenge is in these situations, everybody is operating off of a learned behavior. Like, you know, if you are the one being victimized, you're allowing somebody to do that to you because of a deficiency or a need. And not a deficiency is probably the wrong word, but because of, of something that is missing. Um, that's what I mean by deficiency because of mm-hmm. something that is missing and they are doing it to you because of something that is missing like everybody yeah. is missing a piece because like you said you know that was the, that was the um that was the the nature of his household like he learned to watch men beat on women and them stay yeah. and it be okay and so you know it's those are things that you know I'm a fan of therapy right but like those are things that are needed so that you don't have those cha- not so that you don't pass those things on you know what i'm saying so that so that yeah. you don't have kayla and then she ends up in a relationship with somebody beating on her but no but the crazy thing that you say that is she was she was dating this guy and he wasn't like physically abusive but like emotionally and you know i one day i went and she was crying and i said i told him i said dog i come in here again and my baby crying it's going to be a problem. Like, it is. And then I was like, nope, because if I fix it, it ain't going to be fixed. And one day she told him, she said, I don't have to let nobody treat me like this because my mama loved me. I said, is that what you're saying, baby? She said, yeah, I that love me and I ain't got to do, I don't have to do this. And she was, was it. Maya's ex-boyfriend, when I met him for the first time, I mean, hey, how you doing? Now, I also had been drinking. We were at Leisha's birthday party and I sat him down on the couch and I said let me tell you something if you don't want her you bring her back to me the same way you found her or I'm gonna stab you because you can't Maya was like ma I said he needs to know I don't play about y'all I said I ain't nobody's gangster like your mama love you 
I ain't nobody's gangster and I ain't, you know, I ain't professing to be none of that. I said, but I'll go to jail or hell behind you, your, my kids. And your sister, and your nana. And so he need to know that I will stab him right, right here. It'll be the right last because you don't you gonna have to die. Yeah, it'll be the last you ever put on anybody. Um so you walk, so I'm assuming after you hit him with the lamp, did y'all break? Yeah, up? I had to, yeah, I had to leave. Okay. We definitely, we definitely had, you know, he never hit me again, but we definitely had, you know, because it's always a, I'm done, but that's when he decides that he ain't done with me. So, you know, he, I, I was done. So I started dating somebody else, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, it's it for me. But when I was done, that was it. I would like go on a date they would drop me off and I'd be like yeah you might want to leave because he'd be sitting outside my house still right. like he he would come and somebody would be over there you know watching tv or whatever and he'd put his gun on my tv and be like yeah this thing got to go and I'm like wait we're not together no more like this is this is I mean he was with his wife well she's his wife now she's apparently his his girlfriend when I was his girlfriend but she wanted a girl on the phone. But yeah, she's okay. <laughs> so you know, it was just even that stuff. Like he he would not like it was like I would I don't know if we was gonna be sister wise. I don't know what was going on because he refused. Like when I was done, he still he didn't hit me, but he still won't done. So let me ask you: Does he like have you guys talked about that? Not her, but like have have you and Luke talked to discuss ever discussed? Like how he treated you? You know, I'ma tell you, and I tell you, I because when I when I stopped dealing with him at all, like I would always tell him, like, you're gonna apologize to me. Like one day you're gonna do it. And he's like, nah, F you. Because you know, we've been through, you know, you know, custody, yeah. Kayla, and you know, yeah. and all those things. So I never would have thought that he would ever just be like, you know what, I was wrong. But like, was it last year? It might have been whenever she when she finished with her master's program because like we are like when she was in when she was younger like we sucked at this co-parenting thing but like we are like super co-parents right now that she's 25 right now that now that you don't have to co-parent because you could just have your own but we do but we do but, do, but that's right. the crazy thing like he he told me he was like Keisha you know thank you because Kayla is a good kid like she's done such amazing things and I know I never did anything to help you and I'm sorry like I'm sorry I did that and but until then like I always thought I forgave him because I had to do it for me and I still you know right fight them to things but I hadn't and when he said that it mattered like it mattered that he's sorry like because I never really thought he was sorry like but but like you say like the behavior that he exhibited is what he saw. So he was doing what he saw. And he re- and you know, I believe he is sorry. Like, and I am too, because you know, I I won't, you know, my attitude won't the best. <laughs> so that doesn't give. So this and this is no, it I doesn't. Say. It doesn't give him the right. But I mean, you know, sometimes you you be looking back and I and you be like, you know what? When he went on my head side of my head that day, he might have been, I might have did, I mean. I as I pushed a man's motorcycle into his house because he had a girl in my car. You'd be like, that day right there. That day right there. I mean, it won't okay, but it might have almost been. But it might have, you know, but, you know, but he, he, 
when he apologized, like it made a difference. So like, I feel different about him as a person because before, like I said, you know, I'm like, but you know, he still has some of the same, he's still the same person. Right. It's, you know, I ain't finna put, you know. I get it. He's still the same person, but he's not the same person with me. Right. He knows that he- so- what would you say? So now you are happily married. Yeah. And found your so long. So he don't really no, my husband is like really. <laughs> he is a gentle giant. You gentle, are yeah, four really, George is like seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, he let he let me be great. He don't really be he don't yeah, really. I, yeah, he, yes, he is definitely the gentle giant. Um, what would you say to Kayla? Or you know what, you got a son. So here's the thing, too, that I have try to get out of in you know doing this series is like we automatically assume that if there's a domestic violence situation that it's the woman getting her face beat in right because the reality is if a guy was to tell his friends that his girl is beating his face in they would be like what if you don't I know look I went her, outside and said two guys yeah but I mean <laughs> <laughs> I did <laughs> That's not what I mean. I mean, yes, you were fighting back, but you were not, you were the victim here, ma'am. Yes, I, I was about, the victim. I'm talking about guys who are the victim. Like, yeah, they don't believe that, but women are terrible. Like, but women, yep. And women, and I feel like not only, you know, women might be a little less physical. And I think, I think that, I think that there are women that are absolutely physical, but I feel like women, mental are more mental. Women will break your spirit. Men, women will talk about the size of your man that ain't doing right. Yeah. Men, women will talk about, you yeah. know, um, I will never forget. And I, my mouth, you know, I'm, I'm older. Terrible too. Yeah. I'm older. And I have you learned, get, you know. I have learned, um, but I will never forget when I was married and um, me and Tony were going through and he had gotten fired or laid off or something and he wasn't working and I was at, I was upset because I was getting up going to work every day and this is not to, to bash him but like he was in school or something but I but I was raised he was working and, and it, it make a difference he didn't get up to go to work yeah and we got into an argument one night about something and I was like real men work yeah, you gotta go low. You gotta go low sometimes. I mean, listen, Michelle said when they go low, we go high. But I went the yeah. other way. Yeah, I go. I usually go low. <clears throat> I was like in the gutter. I was like, yeah. real men work. Real men take care of their families. Real men don't let their wives get up and go. And he and in the moment, I didn't care. But later on, like after the argument was over and things had settled, um, and it might have been like years. He told me how much it cut him when I said that. And so women, like our tongue is raw. And so it's terrible you know. because we want to be hurtful. Like, and I and I know that because I have to be mindful about that now. Not even, and I'm not even, you know, in one of those type situations. Cause you like you said, my so I'm been- good about it now. I can I can honestly say that now I am a thousand times better communicator. And I will just be like. I don't want to talk to you right now. Yeah, so that's me. Just give me a minute. I'll say, I'll say I can't, I, don't talk to me anymore. And, you know, you know, at first, you know, he'll be like, nah, you don't tell me I'll talk to you. But, you know, again, like when I 
I have come to a place that I can say, okay, I, and I have to do that with Kayla because, you know, Kayla's a grown adult. Yeah. And I'm like, Kayla, so you understand that if you don't stop talking to me, mommy's going to make you cry because that's where my mind is. Like, right. it does. Right. And I mean, it's horrible, but, you know, like I say, I've reached a phase now that I'm like, I can say, okay, Keisha finna snap. Keisha, Lakeisha finna go to Kiki, like, real quick. And I can get there in my mind. But, you know, that took therapy. Like, it took some yeah. therapy because I was angry. Like, hurt people hurt people. That's and how it does and even if you weren't the person that hurt me like when when something would come out my mouth it would have to be to hurt you because that was my defense making it right. bad and so but now you know I literally can step back because Kayla will be like okay for me because I and I because I'll say you need to stop talking to me and I had to do that with my mama have to do that with my husband I had to do it with my kids because I don't want to like because I know I don't have a like I have to a get filter. It. There's no filter when it gets to that. Yeah, I don't have a filter. I, I I don't have a filter at all. Like in anything, so, so I get angry. So I have to really step back and be like, okay, I'll talk to you about it, but I can't do it right now. Right. And then when it's over with, I can go back and be like, okay, well, you tell me what you in. But when I'm angry, like I I I have to say, don't talk to me, or I can't talk to you. Right. Somebody is gonna knock out somebody, or it's gonna be ugly. Right. Somebody gonna cry. So two more questions. One is how um, did you or are you coping? Like, what are you doing? What did you do? What do you do ongoing? Um, because I feel like, you know, as I've become an adult, I, I've come to understand that like healing is an ongoing process. You don't like, like I'm a, I'm a fan of continuing therapy. Like I tell Michael, I, matter of fact, I told him yesterday. Because you have triggers. <laughs> I told him yesterday, I said, you're doing really well. You need to make a therapy appointment. Like, not because I don't think you're going to continue to do well, but you need therapy even when you're doing well. It may not mean that you got to go to therapy every every other day or have your therapist on speed dial. Maybe it's only check-ins once a month, but they are still necessary. So yeah. what are you doing? Like, you got out of that relationship and like, what are you doing or what have you done to ensure that you don't then bring those things and that baggage into your current relationship? So part of the thing, I like, of course, like I said, you know, you go to therapy, but in therapy, I had to, to figure out what my triggers are. So things that mm. make me go back to that place. So like, you know, George is really good because he, you know, I explained and he understands that. So like, you know, when, if I'm arguing, with my kids or with him or any we don't really argue but if that happens like they know not to touch me like don't touch me right you know come in in my space because right. I can't you know not saying that I you know but I don't know but then I don't, so don't don't make me feel threatened in this space. yeah like I, I can't like they know not to make me feel threatened and right. I try, I try to you know explain that to the people that are in my life like because I because I know that you know because once you're in an abusive situation like your mind always goes back there like no matter what you do and, and it's important that people understand that because you know some people be like I'm not in that situation no more but it's always in you because once you go through something like that it's always there so right. you have this you know it's important that like I know what my triggers are like I know what things take me back to that place. Right. 
end, like I say, you it's, it's really a lot about forgiveness. It's about like understanding that, you know, it wasn't okay, but it when you were in the situation, like you didn't know it wasn't okay. Like it's not your fault. Like it was nothing that you could have done at the time because at the time you thought that was what you had to do. So I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive him. I definitely had to forgive his mom because I was, I was an angry person. Like I was, and you know, and a lot of people that don't understand, like people always be like, why I go to church all the time. You're not, it's COVID now, but I have to, because that's the only thing that mentally help me because I was going to therapy but I was still angry yeah because I was like what so it's my daddy fault that I'm you know so it made me mad at him now I'm mad at everybody right why because you know it it when they point out certain things in therapy like it makes you like sincerely be like oh for real so I did all that because my mom and daddy was for real but I don't but that's not really the intention but sometimes you know, me as a Libra, like I have to have a, a explanation of why things are the way they are. Like I don't yeah. have a, like everything has to have a reason. And, and, you know, even speaking on that, like that's how you heal. Like it's, it's like yeah. going back to layers of an onion in terms of, you know, the only way you will truly heal, not just you, anybody, the only way you truly heal is to get to the root of why something is happening, why you're allowing something to happen, why you are allowing somebody to project their mess onto you, into your life. Like, that's the only way you heal. So, I mean, I absolutely get it. Um, My last question. But I had to like talk to my parents. Like that's, I think that's the thing that really, I had to talk to my parents, like my mom and understand why she like let me live with my grandparents and why you know why she didn't want me because that's what it felt like and he wanted me so that's why I'm like okay he wants me and she didn't and then you know and my me and my dad really don't have a good relationship because when I tried to talk to him you know it went like it usually does because I'm like you know I feel like I have been in an abusive relationship all my life with you and it projects in other things and I want to fix this because this is what it like throws up in my life because like when he would call my telephone like I would automatically like something comes over me and I'm like it shouldn't when your dad calls you it shouldn't feel that way feel that way yeah I'm like hey this is what I feel like I feel like you know I'm not blaming you but I need you to understand that a lot of the things that are going on with me are because like you yell and cuss at me right drugs, alcohol, like this is what I'm seeing. So I think I'm supposed to drugs and alcohol and it's going to make my life feel better. Like, so I'm explaining it to him and, you know, it just, it didn't go as well as it did with my mom. Like my mom, like makes a conscious effort to say, okay. Right. Right. I did. right. But all of that took part in like, not making me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's questionable. So my last question before we wrap up, is so I feel like when you have daughters we know what we would say to the to the girls like I know what I would say to Maya and Mama I know what I have said what would you say to Kaysen if he were the aggressor so not not if somebody you know because not if someone because I feel like when they're young you say don't let nobody put their hands on you Period. Don't let nobody put their hands on you. Male, female, grown up, little person. Don't let nobody put their hands on you. 
Um, and then, you know, depending on how you was raised, it might be because if you put their hand, and if they put their hand, if they start it, then you finish it, right? You so there's a whole right. thing. But like, what would you do if you found out that Kaysen was in, like, he's an adult and he is the aggressor? Maybe he's not physical. Maybe he's just mental. Because I will tell you that one of the, one of my greatest, I'm proud of my kids for a lot of reasons. Um, one of the things that makes me proudest of Michael specifically is how he treats women. And he's a good baby. He's, he's a good baby. <laughs> um, and he ain't perfect and he got his own issues, but I don't ever worry about Kate calling me to tell me that he has punched her in the face or he has pushed her down the steps or he talks to her any kind of way. And, you know, he got a temper like everybody else, but Michael will get in the car and drive off. Um, now, you know, that may have its own issues, but yeah. I don't worry about him. I don't worry about him putting his hands on anybody. Upon right. another female. Um, and he will tell you, like, how am I supposed to do that? I was raised by my mama, two sisters, and my nana. Like, what I look right. like putting my hand on a girl. Right. Um, but what would you say as a mother to a son if Kason's girlfriend came to you and was like, or if you witnessed it? And like I said, not even, we're not even going all the way to the point of him, you know, slapping her or punching her. But like, let's say y'all out to dinner and you notice some of the things he is doing, displaying some of the signs that let's say Luke did early. So the possessive, the yeah. aggression, the, you know, mental stuff. What would you, how would you address that with your son? So the, the crazy thing is I address it now. So I don't let, cause you know, my children are 19 years apart. Yeah. So and talks to Kayla like. <laughs> like you're a grown person. A nigga on the street. Right. Like somebody he don't know. So I, like I do it now. Like I'm like, Kason, this is not how you talk to you talk to girls like you talk to mommy. Like, like you talk to mommy, that's how you talk to girls. Like that's how you treat girls and that's how you always treat them. And you know, even with her, I'm like, you can't hit your sister because she's a girl. Because and I know somebody, some mama somewhere is probably hating me because I don't tell my son to go to school and hit girls. I tell him to knock a boy out, but I tell him that if a girl hits him to tell the teacher because I don't ever want him to think it's okay to hit a girl. Yeah. I don't know because of my circumstances, but if I was to see my son hit a girl, hit his girlfriend, I, I, you know, well, first of all, I would, I would definitely talk to him about it because like I, like I said, I don't raise him that way. Like I very intentional with that just because I know that part of the reason why Luke was the way he was is because ever since he was little, like that's what he oh he saw right. so I'm like I'm mindful of how I talk to him I'm mindful of how I let him talk to women he has the open doors like certain things I instill in him at six because I know that at 16 if I, I at 16 and be like I know I told you to hit a girl if she hit you but now you can't hit her now I so I to think that if his girlfriend push her push him he's supposed to punch you because I've raised you to say if somebody put their hand because of your 16 year old girlfriend hit you you got a mom and a sister and I knock her out, me. In a heartbeat. And I think, you know, I think that's so important. And I also think it's important to, to you know, the things that you've said in terms of it, like instilling that in him, because I did the same thing with Michael, right? Um, but also it was like, and if she put her hands on you, like get out of the situation, period. Because I also feel like there's only a certain amount of, so, I've, I've laughed because I've seen this conversation on Facebook and I usually just ignore it. Um, I've taught all my kids 
keep your hands to yourself. Michael, yeah. Maya, Lana, don't yeah. put your hands on nobody. Because at the end of the day, you don't know how somebody else was raised. And just because I raised your brother not to put his hands on a female don't mean somebody else raised their son that way. And people hit back. Mm-hmm. You out here putting your hands on people and they hit you back. And you can't come to me and be like, well, my, he blacked my eye. I mean, he gonna still get it for blacking your eye. However, please don't tell me you put your hands on him first. Please don't let him be like- You smacked him and then he blacked your eye? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? And so, and again, that doesn't excuse it. That doesn't excuse you putting your hands on her. But also, if everybody just keep their hands to themselves, we won't have no problems. Yeah, and, um, I do, and that's what I do too. Like I, I, will, I will never forget. That's right. I will never forget. Um, I was coming out of Shepherd. We were, Lana had a, a uh, um, they had a basketball game. She was cheering. And we were coming out of the game, walking through the lobby. We weren't at Shepherd. We were at Giffins, Carrington, one of them. But it wasn't Shepherd because it wasn't their lobby. We're coming out, and there's a there are two students. It's a it's a boy and a girl. And the girl is like antagonizing this boy, and she cursing at him, and she's swinging on him, and he is like wax on, wax off, right? He he's not hitting her. He what he's blocking. He's like, yo, stop, stop, stop hitting me. And he's moving, and I'm like, and it hurt my heart because. She has seen that behavior be okay somewhere. And also in that moment, I was thinking that if he haul off and smack the shit out of you. Then it would be warranted. I'm then it's going to be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to go home and tell somebody that he hit you, but he is mm-hmm. telling you to stop. Yeah. And I'm watching him not, he ain't hit her back. He didn't push her. He didn't grab her. He was like, yo, stop playing. Stop hitting me. Y'all don't hit me no but that's more. Probably, but that's probably what she see at home. And that, and that's that's the thing. Like, me and George don't argue often because George just ain't arguing. I know. Like, <laughs> He's a gentle child. You know, it's crazy. But if we do, like, we don't do it in front of the kids. Like, we're going to go in the room and, you know, we're going to say whatever we say, but it's not in front of my children because, like, I don't, Cause sometimes you know it do go left, you know, because we, you know, it does. You're like, human, fighting, but you know we say some, we say some bad stuff, you know. Sometimes because you're human, it's like Mike Tyson when he said everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face. It's the same thing. Like that's what I used to tell my what I tell my girls because everybody got a plan until you hit that dude and he like, well, I ain't playing. My mama taught me not to hit no woman, but then you hit him and you land that punch in the right place and that joint hurt. And then he's swinging on you like a dude in the street. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm I'm like that with Kayla too. Like, she, Kayla is my child, so her mouth is really slick. But if she said something the dance, I'm like, look now, you ain't had no kids. Like, I'll check her and he'd be like, oh no, we just, I'm like, no, but she don't play. I like, that's not what we do. Don't play like that, right. Because you don't, because you're not going to just let anything come out your mouth because you, you don't. You don't want nobody to talk to you that kind of way. And so, words hurt. And you yeah, can't do that. And I think right, that, is the, that is the, um, I used to, to, to talk to my cousin about that a lot because her mouth was reckless and she would get in arguments and she would go, we talking about the gutter, she would be in the sewer, child. And then the next day she looking at you like, what you want for dinner? And you like, I don't, I don't. That's what I tell my sister. That's what I tell my sister. I tell my sister all the time. I'm like, you like I know that you get upset, but like you have to be. You can't because you know we work we work through things. Because you know I'm the big sister, so I have to say like you 
she, her thing was hanging up on people. I'm like, you can't hang up on people because, like, that's just not how you end a conversation. Like, you, because you, I'm finished shopping, and she's doing so much better. But you know that, <laughs> right? Because, like, my brother was like, she hung up on me. I was like, I know she didn't hang up on you because she would not. Like, she, she won't. Like, she's gonna say, like, I don't want to talk anymore because, right. like, she's gonna try to end it. She does because, like, as a person, like, I'm, I'm super proud because, like, her mouth, like she's like I'm like but you can't say that to people and then because that you can't come back from that and like she's like really like mindful of that kind of stuff because you know I think like a lot of stuff we're working through together as as people because like a lot of circumstances that we've been in like we're like okay it's because of this so we try trying to as grown-ups we like okay trying to do better like she'll say is this too much to say and I'm like no that's you know you're good on that but you know it's crazy because you know like I think that a lot of things that I've gotten through are because we both were were like in a in a similar situation like and so I think we both like talk to each other like okay I'm not finna let this make me who I am so we both work on words because she'll be like, is it? And I'm like, nah. And I'll be like, Mika, is this too? And she'll be like, nah, I think you're fine, sister. But you have you have to have your person. And you know, that's that's the thing. Like I had a really solid support system, like friend-wise, you know, my sister that, you know, even you know, when I have a struggle now, I can call. Like when you lived up the street, it won't nothing for me to come lay on your couch and be like, oh yeah, I, I can't. Like, because that kind of stuff follows you like in everything you do. Like, so, you know, words and, and, and the, the, the people that you keep around you, like you can't have people around you that take you back to a space right. that makes you the person that, that bad person. Right, the person that you were no more. Right, because <laughs> I can't go back to Kiki. Do you Listen, love? Okay. My mama calls it Obi at Edda. She was like, did they bring Obi at Edda out? And I'm like, they, <laughs> yes, they did actually. So I want to tell you that I'm proud of you and that, um, I mean, you know that I love you, but that I'm proud of you, that I am glad that you did not let that relationship define who you are as a person, as a woman, as a mother, as a wife. Um, that you walked away, like that there was a lamp, right? We need the lamp. Yeah, it was a lamp. Was so a lamp. that you, you know, that you grabbed the lamp when it was needed because, you know, there so often every day that situation goes a different way. Um, and I really do believe that these stories are going to save someone's life um, because I, I also believe that when you're in it, it's very difficult to see another way. Um, the other thing that I am hopeful that these conversations shed light on. So I've had a few conversations where the girls were young, like us, we were younger. I've had a few conversations where people were grown, right? And so it really has no age. Like, and so I think it's important that, you know, people listen to this, like you got kids, it's important that you talk to them early. It's like, you know, you got girls out here getting their asses beat and they're in middle school. Yeah. Um, because that's what they think you're supposed to do. Because that's what they think you're supposed to do. And it might not even be something you've done or something you've said, but they've seen it somewhere. They think it's okay. They're missing something. Um, I'm proud of you for going to therapy. 
Um, because I, you know that was hard for you. Now you, if nobody else knows, that was that was really. I, it ain't easy, girl. I got to find a but, new right now. But if so. I don't think, but to be honest, I don't think if I hadn't had to take Kayla for yeah. what she's going through, yeah. I don't think I would ever went because I don't think because I was always taught that we go to church, we don't go to therapy. That's right. And that's what that's the changing that narrative. That's for sure. We need church right. dance there. Give me a little Jesus. <laughs> right. Give couch. me a little Jesus, little white lady on the couch. <laughs> okay, the combination yeah, of things might save my soul. Yeah. So I, I just mean, I, I, I thank you for spending you know spending some time with me this morning. Um. So I will t- I'll text you later because I need to check on you and see how all your ailments is doing anyway. But because I be trying to kill myself over here, I'm I getting see that. Oh, but just. Be clear, people. Uh, I did talk to Kayla before I did this interview because you know that's her dad, and yes. you know, no matter I always taught her that even when you know he was doing things like that's your daddy, right. no matter what he does or does right. not do, right. like I never let her be disrespectful to him, like even if right. she saw him be disrespectful, and you know, so. I, I did, you know, I talked to her because it matters, you know, because it matters. It matters. It it's matter. not just really, I really want people to understand that, like, you need to talk to your kids, like, because they need to understand what's going on in your life, because sometimes what happens to you makes you do certain things, because I know with Kayla, after I had Kaysen, because, you know, to me, like, I was a really good parent to Kayla, like, ah, but, you were know, the best parent you knew how to be. Being a mom, but the crazy thing is, but I did a lot of yelling. Yeah, when she was younger, like you gotta get one, is it yeah. And she said when I had case casing, you know, she was like, "Mommy, when you used to do this, I didn't, you know, I didn't like it because now I can raise my voice at Kayla and she cringes, like she's twenty five. So I really like as a parent, like I really, you, it's always striving to do better because. When you are abused, you are abusive. So I didn't be, I, I probably spanked Kayla twice. Like I was scared to hit her because my mama, you know, my mama hit me right. and hit me. And so like, I, I was scared to hit Kayla because I was scared I would hurt her, but my mouth was horrible. Right. So, like, that's what I really want everybody to get. Like, I want them to understand that sometimes the things that you do or you have to talk to your kids and let them know okay, this is what... This is what I'm going through. Right. I had to do that with Kaysen because when I'm angry, like, my space, like, he can't... He's six. But I'm like, okay, mommy, mommy's upset, sweet pea, so, like, you need to give mommy a minute. Like, right. give me a minute because... but and, and it's necessary. But thank you for being proud of me because, you know, it matters. You know, I don't really care what some people think. <laughs> well, you know that I am proud of you. You know, you you have been proud or die, you know, for a long time. You know, I'm proud of you in real life. Bro. Don't you ever forget that. And we'll talk Baby soon. Girl. All right. Love you. Right, I love you back. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback. But until then, be nice, be authentic. Because, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs>